Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it's Thursday. What's happening? In for Mike Casper today for one more day before I get to turn it back over. Mm-hmm. How you doing, Chris Walton? Can't complain. Got a three-day weekend coming up, so uh, I'm good with that. I hope you get to stay indoors. I hope you have somebody that can come shovel your walkway for you. <laughs> we got somebody uh, in the house who might be persuaded to do it. Uh-huh. Going to cost you a hamburger or something, though, won't it? More than likely, yeah. Yeah, right. Winter way, weather uh, advisory in effect today until mm-hmm. 11 o'clock tonight. And today is National Bacon Day. Holy God Almighty. <laughs> Mike isn't here, though, so you and I ought to be able to get a serving. I'm calling Bob over at Fat Guys right now. I'm making a call. Bob, I don't know if you're up or not. No, I do know he's up because he texted me the soup of the day already today. But, is, he the, um, is he the sous chef? Bob? Yeah, Bob's the uh, guy that's making soup right now. The prep dude. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to tell him it's it's bacon day and uh, see what we can get done with that. <laughs> so, yeah, that, I'm glad you led with that today, Chris. That's a big deal. Um, all right, first and foremost, let's, let's get the weather stuff out of the way. Okay. So there is a winter weather advisory in effect today. It started at 5 o'clock this morning. It goes until 11 o'clock tonight. The National Weather Service says we could see a significant amount of snow here in the Treasure Valley. We could see up to another four inches of snow on the ground throughout today. Not like dumping all at once, but kind of like yesterday where it was a progressive thing and it just kept accumulating. Mm -hmm. I would say I had three inches of snow in my yard yesterday when I got the shovel out and started the job. just about what everybody said. Uh, I, I got a call that there were, you know, three inches of snow covering our vehicle. Yeah. I got a, I got a call from, from the driveway. Yeah. Hey, I got three inches of snow on the car. Get your butt out here and help me. Something like uh, that. Yeah. yeah. Along those lines. I, I did uh, have to, uh, you know, take the shovel and get the walkway and the driveway clear yesterday. And I was mm-hmm. glad I did. Uh, I waited until the snow stopped around 5 o'clock yesterday. And then cleared everything off, so I didn't get my feet wet or anything when I went out to the car this morning. I just had to go out there and start it a little early. Here's the thing, though. You'll get another one to four inches of snow here in the Treasure Valley today. And then it's not going to snow. It's just going to get bitter cold. Mm -hmm. Friday night, New Year's Eve, if you're talking about going out I advise you to find a spot indoors for your New Year's Eve celebration. I know this doesn't bode well for the potato drop because temperatures are supposed to be potentially in the single digits. Uh, One degree now is what they're predicting for the nighttime low on New Year's Eve. Wow. And uh, in in some other places, you could go sub-zero. So... See, it's not it's not safe to be outdoors. That's all I'm saying. I, yeah. I mean, I, I want the potato drop to go off. I want all that to happen, and I want people to go out and have a good time. But, man, check this out. Wind chill, minus 11. <laughs> oh, God. I, 
no thank you. <laughs> so Yeah, if you're going to be outside, it should be walking between your car and wherever you're going. Yeah. So uh, do not stay out very long. I, I'm just, I, I want to get the weather stuff out there up in the front of the show. I know we'll be talking about it uh, when it starts snowing, of course. But if you at least know ahead of time, and like G.I. Joe used to say, no one's half the battle. Winter weather advisory. So snow's coming today, and uh, it could make for a dicey commute this evening. Probably not as much this morning, but, I mean, there's some ice on the ground out there today for sure. But tonight, when you're driving home, that's when it could be a little messy. So I would say go in early and get home early if you can possibly do that. And (sighs) lucky you if you don't have to go anywhere. Don't. Yeah. Yeah, stay home if you can. And, uh, you know, try and keep your pets indoors so as I, often as you can, too. A very good advice, yeah. I mean, if for no other reason, if you put your dog out to go potty, he's coming back in with wet paws. There ain't no getting around it. Mm-hmm. And then you got to clean up your house as well. Um, <laughs> I had mentioned to you that my niece was a student at Boise State, and she went home for the Christmas holidays, still has about two, three weeks before she's got to go back to school. And her car is still sitting here in front of my house uh, here in Boise. Mm-hmm. My brother has been talking about trying to fly in, get her car and drive it home so that she can bring more of her stuff back later on. And I'm like, hey, man, um, yeah, don't come up today. Driving conditions today, not so much. Right. Um, I don't know how he's going to do that, but it looks like if you're looking for a travel window, Saturday is probably the best day. If you're looking for a travel window, driving, that is. Word yesterday was flights in and out of Seattle. It's the worst airport in the country right now for delays and flight cancellations. And it looks like a lot of it has to do with Delta and Alaska Airlines. Did you see the last Seahawks game? No, I the, missed it. Their their field was just covered in snow. In Seattle, yeah, well, yeah, that certainly is part of the problem. Which never happened when they were in the kingdom. Speaking of sports, that was a good transition, Chris. I'm okay, glad you brought you it bet. up right there. As we mentioned, today is Bacon Day. A good day to head on over to Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Not only do they have the best sandwiches in Idaho. They also have spicy soup today. Uh, Apparently, they are blaming something I said yesterday, and now it's spicy soup today. Sweet and spicy chicken creole. Mm. Stuffed bell pepper. Both soups available today for your pleasure at Fat Guy's Fresh Deli, but I do recommend that whatever sandwich you get, you incorporate a little bacon on it today. Here's what I like to do. I like to order the ham sandwich that they get and, and do the ham cheese sandwich and then add bacon on mm. the ham cheese sandwich. It's that's almost, fantastic. That's, that's almost a Cuban. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Ham and cheese with bacon. Works for me. All right. Sports yesterday, first and foremost, have to cover the uh, big Alamo Bowl game last night. And a pretty good one. Oklahoma defeating Oregon. That's the number 16 team in the nation over the number 14 team in the nation by a score of 47 to 32. You were talking about sitting up and watching that last night. Did you see it? I saw the first half. <laughs> and then you fell asleep, didn't you? I, I did, yes. <laughs> well, you know, that's how that goes. There were other bowl games yesterday as well. Uh, we saw Clemson defeat 
Uh, let's see, that was Iowa State that they played. That was 20-13, to 13, Clemson on top in that one. Maryland also beat Virginia Tech. Actually housed them last night pretty good, 54-10 to 10 in the early game yesterday. Um, we would normally be talking right now about Boise State and their bowl game, which was supposed to play on Friday if you've been hiding under a rock and you did not hear Boise State has pulled out of the Arizona Bowl due to COVID issues, and they will not be playing in the bowl game tomorrow. So I I know that's old news for a lot of people, but if you missed it, yeah, there is no bowl game for Boise State tomorrow. We would be, you know, doing the countdown and talking about kickoff tomorrow at noon and we'll get started at 7, and I'm just depressed because I was looking forward to that bowl game. For those of you who um, are are still headed to Tucson, I don't blame you because uh, <laughs> we now have single digit temperatures. That can be your reason since we don't have the bowl game yeah. anymore. Yeah, that'll work. Uh, and as Chris mentioned, it's Bacon Day. Stop by Fat Guys Fresh Deli, <laughs> our sponsor of sports today. KBOI News Time is six seventeen. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at three. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. Six twenty one on six seventy KBOI. Soon to be six seventy KBOI and ninety three one FM KBOI. That will That's happen uh, coming up here in just next week. If you're if you're fond of AM radio or it comes in better on uh, AM where you are, then just keep listening because we're not going anywhere off of 670. That is correct. Do we have a Thursday night football game scheduled for today? Let's see. Dun, 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 dun. Trying to look at my NFL schedule. I was thinking, you know, a lot of uh, what we do around here revolves around how much time we get to spend looking at our fantasy football websites. Um <laughs> Uh, like most degenerates that are, you know, at work, you know, looking for things to do during their day besides, you know, actual work. It would appear um, that it would appear that there are no Thursday night football games uh, this weekend. Is that because th- they, they're doing uh, Saturday oh, wait, games? Wait, or? Wait, 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 hold on. Yeah, I have to look as well. I mean, I'm okay, s- no, there aren't. There are some. Uh, there are some uh, NCAA games. There are four bowl games, in fact, today. The, oh. Las, the Las Vegas Bowl, uh, scheduled anyway. I don't know if they're all going to come off, but the Las Vegas Bowl is tonight at uh, 8.30. That's Wisconsin and Arizona State. And uh, number 12, Pitt, plays number 10, Michigan State, in the Peach Bowl. That's tonight. Uh, let's see. The Music City Bowl has Tennessee against Purdue, and that's at uh, 1 p.m. At 9.30 this morning, it's the Dukes-Mayo Bowl. Uh, North Carolina against South Carolina, both, oh, good. Of, both of whom are uh, arousing six and six. I know that I should have played this during sports, but uh, Oklahoma in winning yesterday means that Bob Stoops got another victory as a head coach. And who thought that, you know, after him being gone so long that he would actually get to coach again for Oklahoma in a bowl game? Uh, but he's the dude that came in and replaced their coach that left, Lincoln Riley, who's now the head coach at USC. So after the game yesterday, Bob Stoops had an opportunity to talk and basically says, you know, he really appreciates the program, giving him a chance to come in. It was it was fun. It was exciting. And again, I'm appreciative to the team and to everybody for the opportunity. More than that, this game, I really believe segues right into next year that we aren't going to miss a beat where this program is going to continue to 
to move forward in a positive way uh, and will not be going anywhere. Well, I hope he's right, because I think college football is better when the Oklahoma Sooners are relevant. And under Lincoln Riley and Bob Stoops before that, they certainly had been. So, you know, good for him. I wonder if we'll see him back on Fox next year, though. That's a good question. And more than that, I wonder if it gives him the coaching bug where maybe he wants to go back. Yeah, because he probably has an open invitation. I would think Oklahoma had said to him, hey, go ahead and coach in the bowl game, and if you decide you want back in, well... We can talk. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that'll be the case. He's made no indications that he wants to continue coaching and that you know it was a one-time thing. But Bob Stoops is pretty good at what he did, and... I don't know. I just throwed it out there. Do you think he would ever come back? I mean, I, I, full I time. Never, I mean, full I time. Never, I never say never. I mean, at Kansas State, you, you know, they had uh, the, the stadium uh, named after their uh, coach, and he came back from retirement hmm. to play or to coach in his own stadium. Yeah, I'm just looking through the uh, quotes from uh, the post game last night because I'm sure the question was asked. You know, hey, how do you feel about doing this on a full-time basis? But <laughs> I, I don't see that uh, it was asked or if there was an answer. I just don't see it, at least not in, in the story that I'm looking at. So I'll, I'll keep an eye on that. But it was not part of the sound bites from ABC today, so I can't play anything like that for you. But I would be more than shocked if somebody had asked the question about you coming back on a full-time basis and they didn't have that sound bite available. I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, today... It is our final program before 2022. So if you're ever going to do anything about, hey, what do you think was the biggest story of 2021? What do you think was the biggest national or local story of 2021? What was the biggest sports story of 2021? Do you have any New Year's resolutions you're going to make? Today's probably the day to do that. And since we don't have a show on Friday, I declare today... Open phones Thursday. That's a good idea. I mean, it's, I don't know. Nate, the, uh, Nathaniel just got big eyes on me. You're like, what? You don't think we can do that? You don't want to answer the phones today? The uh, the top 10. <laughs> he says with sleepy eyes. Oh, please. Top 10 most common uh, New Year's resolutions. We mentioned the top uh, two or three yesterday. Uh, number one is uh, getting more exercise or improving your fitness in some way. Uh, number two, improving your diet. Number three is losing weight. Now, those first two would seem to be ways to lose weight, but not necessarily. That's just to get healthier. Number three is to actually lose weight. Four is to save more money than you did last year. Five is to pursue a career ambition of some sort. Number six, spend less time on social media. Number seven, take up a new hobby. Number eight, cut down on drinking. Number nine, decorate or renovate part of the house. And number 10, spend more time with your family. Spend a lot of time with the family in 2021 and 2020 before that. And it's all COVID related. Mm-hmm. I, would, I, I, I don't ever want to say I don't want to spend more time with my family because that just sounds like you're the biggest jerk ever if you say something like that. I would love to spend more quality time with my family as opposed to just time time at the at the house occupying the same space because we have to be there because covid stuff is going on right yeah tell you what i was looking at a story about lake tahoe you will not believe how much snow they have 
Tell you all about it after we get through with news. KBOI News Time is 627. For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 622 now on KBOI. Teased you on this for a little bit. You will not believe how much snow Lake Tahoe has received over the last, uh, well, this month anyway, December. You know, here's the thing that you should keep in mind. The lakes in California this summer, as late as September, were bone freaking dry. Really? Folsom Lake near Sacramento. I told you I went to visit my folks Mm -hmm. uh, over Labor Day weekend. Folsom Lake, you could walk from side to side of Folsom Lake and barely get your feet wet. Seriously, there's like a little stream running through where Folsom Lake is used to be no water in there so when i tell you they got more snow in lake tahoe right now than they may ever have again record-breaking amount of snow this december according to uc berkeley tahoe area is seen get this 210 inches of snow since the beginning of the month 210 inches? 210 inches of snow this month. That makes this month the third snowiest on record and the snowiest December ever per tracking from the lab that started doing this in 1970. If weather modeling holds up, it's possible that December could also overtake the current number two record holder, which was February of 2019, when they saw 221 inches of snow. Good grief. That's a lot of snow. That's about snow. What, 18 feet? Yeah. So far, 2021 has already seen 264 inches of snowfall, putting the region at 258% of its average for this point of the year, snowfall that is, breaking a 51-year-old October through December snowfall record of 260 inches set back in 1970 when they started keeping track. Well, now, I guess next summer there there should be plenty of water. Well, here's the thing. California recorded its second driest water year on record in 2021. So there's hope that abundant snowfall this year in the Sierra could help break the state's ongoing drought. But they got to keep the water in the damn reservoirs. <laughs> Because what they do in California is anytime they get up past 50%, they go, oh, no, we're all going to drown. It's a lake. It's supposed to have water in it. <laughs> Fools, keep your water. <sighs> yeah. You then know everybody those, on the freaking you know. California <laughs> I-80 corridor doesn't have to take out all their grass and put in rock because it cost a million dollars to keep grass. I hadn't even thought about that, but xeriscaping is uh, getting further northward, isn't it? Fools in California, man. Straight up fools. People that left California will back me up. They have no idea what in the hell they are doing up in California. I'm so glad I don't live there anymore. <laughs> so glad. 
It's 645 on KBOI, and it is time for sports. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. I'm going to blow your mind right now, Chris. Okay. I'm going to blow your mind. You ready? Sure. Here we go. At Fat Guys Fresh Deli today, where they are celebrating Bacon Day, you can add bacon or extra bacon to any sandwich or salad at Fat Guys at no charge. Really? Today. Extra bacon, no charge. On the house. Add bacon or extra bacon to any sandwich or salad at Fat Guys today. No extra charge because it's bacon day. Bacon is just like snow today. It's on the house. Oh, my goodness. All right. Let's talk Boise State men's basketball for just a moment. You know, I would say that there's one guy over all others for Boise State. His ability to rise up and play better this year is really paying off for that club. Eight games ago, Coach Rice changed their starting lineup, and it's really paid off. Going to need some sound here, Nathaniel. There you go. The Bronco basketball team is 10-4 and overall and on a seven-game winning streak. It has been a group effort. Four different players have led the team in scoring, four in rebounding, and seven in assists. Emmanuel Acott says team chemistry is one of the main reasons the Broncos are hot. It's amazing. You know, we have a group of guys that we really care about winning. We don't really care about the, you know, the stats or individual stats. We're just out there ready to compete and play for each other. And The Broncos won their Mountain West opener over Fresno State, and they'll next head to Wyoming. The Cowboys, under former Boise State assistant Jeff Linder, are 11-2. and Our coverage will begin at 1.30 on Saturday. Bob Beeler, 670 KBOI. So just taking a look at Wyoming, they have been pretty good over the last... Uh, let's see. They're three and two over their last couple of games. They played good opponents, by the way. They lost to Arizona and Stanford. Mm-hmm. They got smoked by Arizona, by the way, ninety four sixty five. Stanford beat them by three sixty six to sixty three. Uh, but Wyoming beat USF by twenty in their last game on Christmas Day, seventy seven to fifty seven. Um. Yeah, they play good basketball at Wyoming, and that's why they're 11-2, and two, so we'll be watching that one very, very closely. By the way, Wyoming is a slight favorite going into that game. They don't give us a point spread on that, but they just uh, the matchup predictor that ESPN yeah. offers says 52-47%, to 47%, so keep that in mind. KBY News Time is 648. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. You may have missed that last traffic report that Ron did for us here on KBOI. If you did, you're traveling to Oregon today. Bad news. I-84 closed at Ontario, at least Baker City westbound. You were headed that direction today? No. <laughs> not going to happen. Not going to happen. Yeah, it's not, not that they to... just are re- requiring chains or something like that over that mountain pass. Yeah, at Ontario, westbound, I-84, closed. You're not getting that direction today. So uh, with snow now, the front edge of that storm hitting the, uh, uh, the border there with Idaho, Oregon, it won't be long before it gets here, and it just means that we're in for it today. So. Keep that in mind if you're planning so on good, traveling. So good news there. All optimism. Yeah, just, you know, keep the hotel for one more day. I'd say hit the hot tub and the pool, and you're going to be good to go. 
And there's bowl games to watch on TV today, so you're going to be fine. Yeah, and Still call, some pay-per-view out there. Call, you might save a trip to the airport. That's right. All right, we've got news for you at the top of the hour. KBOI News Time. It's 7 o'clock. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Thursday morning, 7.08. You're met with Rick Worthington again on the air. Darn it! (laughs) Mike Casper is out today. He'll be back on Monday, though. Uh, Flash alert from our friends in Oregon. I-84 closed eastbound and westbound between Pendleton and LaGrande. You're thinking about traveling I-84 towards the Oregon border. You're going to get turned around in Ontario. Uh, or they're going to make you stop there anyway. You're not going to get past them. Um, so keep that in mind. If you were thinking, today's the day. we got to get home. Get everybody in the car. Well, not so much on I-84 anyway. Uh, traveling other places, check the road first. I'll tell you, the front edge of that storm now hitting uh, the Idaho-Oregon border and headed this direction, possibly up to four inches of snow here in the Treasure Valley. Higher elevations, much more today. I was just looking at the snow report from Bogus yesterday uh, where they got quite a bit of snow and just as much expected today there as well. So, hey, if you're looking for fresh powder, ski resorts are the place to go. Not so much if you're trying to travel. It looks like Friday, Saturday, you'll get a window if you're trying to get somewhere, but travel is not a great idea today. I agree. Bummer do. Even if uh, even if you're not going anywhere near Oregon, which is kind of hard when you're in Boise because you're already near Oregon. Right. Um yeah, westbound travel yeah, not not a real good plan. I was uh it's just as bad by the way if you're trying to get towards Nevada, if you're going to take that uh let's see what is it the uh road is it 225 or something like that that you travel between Twin Falls to the Nevada border. Oh, um, you would know better than I would because ninety-three, ninety-three. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. If trying to travel that uh, road, not a great idea when it's snowing either. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do a pretty good job keeping the roads I've, plowed, but I mean, it's not so great when it's you know you and two hours to get anywhere. It's been twenty or twenty-five years ago, but uh, I remember being stuck for a few days. In jackpot. Oh, I'll bet you were. Because we went down there just for Friday night and ended up coming back like Monday morning because it was <laughs> there was just too much snow. And, and the snow plows were uh, kind of, you know, sacked in for some reason. Yeah, we can't make it. We're stuck at the buffet. We can't leave. <laughs> Been there myself. Uh, the buffet? Times. Yes, so have I. Yeah, yeah. stuck yeah. at the buffet. Stuck at the sports book. Yeah, I can't leave. There's too much snow. There's too many bowl games. I can't leave. Well... In any case, all kidding aside, today not a real good travel day. I just want to keep you up on uh, what the latest is, though, and that is that I-84 is closed both eastbound and westbound between Pendleton and LeGrand. Uh, and as Ron came in and told us just a few minutes ago, uh, travel westbound is uh, stopped on I-84 at Ontario, so you're not going to get any further than that. So keep that in mind if you have some plans today. Uh, by the way, it is the last show for us of 2021. I say that 2021 and 2020 were, 
different degrees of bad, but yeah. still not great years uh, for everyone. So I'm I'm just excited to put it behind us. Hopefully, 2022 will be much better in terms. I of think any number of uh, yeah. I think uh, that uh, 2020 was just you know one of those years when everybody just kept waiting for it to end, and then 2021 was when we all were wondering what we'd been looking forward to. Right. I I can agree with that. Anyway, it, would you look back at uh, 2021? What do you think was the biggest local story of the year? And you can think about that for a minute. There were some pretty big national stories. I think the biggest national story was what we saw on... January 6th. I think that was the biggest national story here in the United States. Uh, the, what would you yeah, call it? I mean, they're at the Capitol. Is it a riot? Uh, the, was it how an about, invasion? Was how it, about Jan, let's call it January 6th at the Capitol. Oh, Nathaniel wants me to call it insurrection at the Capitol. Okay. January 6th, I think, was the biggest news day for the United States um, because of what happened at the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Locally, though, I don't know that I have a great answer for that. I I don't know if this is the biggest story of the year in Idaho, but I thought it was kind of interesting uh, every time the governor left the state. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was always a story. Probably the biggest local story had to do with the shooting at the mall. Um, mm-hmm. I hate true. for that yeah. to have to be. But I don't see any way to get around that, at least at a local level. To have a shooting like that at at the yeah, mall was because that was, that was a big that's deal. Uh, th- that's a big local story that turns into a national story immediately. Sure, it does. Sure, it does. And by the way, uh, we'll open the phone lines for you guys today as well to talk about this biggest national story of the year. What should have the twenty twenty one moniker as the biggest story of the year? You tell us. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred one eight hundred five two nine KBOI. 1-800-529-5264, or hit us up, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. That's toll-free number, by the way. Doesn't cost you a thing if you're on your Verizon phone anyway. KBOI News Time is 6.15. It is time for sports. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. And what is today? National Bacon Day. It's National Bacon Day. Why wouldn't you go to Fat Guys Fresh Deli on National Bacon Day? I mean, it seems like a silly thing that I should even have to suggest to you that of all days to go to Fat Guy's Fresh Deli, National Bacon Day would be it. Mm-hmm. Well, you can always trust a fat sandwich at Fat Guy's Fresh Deli. Their doors open at 1030 this morning. You can call in your order and pick it up and get yourself home before all the snow hits. 208-855-0424 over there by Mountain View High School. Let's talk about football. Last night. The Oklahoma Sooners defeated the Oregon Ducks 47-32 to in a game that was so good, Chris Walton fell asleep in the first half. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it was a good win in terms of at least Bob Stoops and the Oklahoma Sooners get to be winners together again, just like old times, right? Kenny Brooks runs for 142 yards and three touchdowns. Caleb Williams passed for three more scores, and the 16th-ranked Sooners wrote a dominant first half 
to a 47-32 win over the Oregon Ducks in the Alamo Bowl last night. Victory marked a brief and happy reunion for the coach in the school that he led to a national championship and 10 Big 12 titles between 1999 and 2016. Stoops was called off or uh, hauled off at a golf course to uh, come out of retirement and uh, coach in the bowl game after the abrupt departure of Lincoln Riley to Southern California. Stoops did not say that he was coming back to do it full-time, even though once you get a bowl victory, everybody kind of wonders, hey, Bob, what do you say? Mm-hmm. We'll get you another country club entry somewhere else, but uh, maybe you come back and do this for a little while. Doesn't appear that will be the case. And that means Oklahoma is still yet to name their new head coach. So we'll just say Bob Stoops gets another victory with the Oklahoma Sooners and a bowl victory on top of that. Uh, We are going to take an opportunity to tell you more about Boise State men's basketball uh, at 745 in our last sports of the day. Uh, I feel it a tragic responsibility to remind you, though, that Boise State will not be playing in the bowl game that is scheduled to play tomorrow. The Broncos were supposed to play in the Arizona Bowl. They pulled out earlier this week because of COVID issues within the team. So no bowl game for Boise State after all this year. And, of course, with both teams kind of pulling out, there will be no Arizona Bowl at all now. Might be justice. I don't know. KBOI News Time, 717. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 721 on KBOI. Mike Casper will be back on Monday, so it's Rick Worthington. In for Mike Casper along with Chris Walton and our good friend Jeremiah Bates on to talk to us about what the market is doing today before the opening bell. Looks like Dow futures are up a little bit, though. Yeah, so looking at the three major U.S. indexes, futures are up slightly. you got to remember, this is historically a fairly boring week on Wall Street. People are on vacation. There's not a lot of trading activity. However, we got good news across the board. I mean, if we're looking at outside of the markets into some uh, just economic data, the this year's last major U.S. economic report closes 2021 on a positive note. We had job, jobless claims falling to a 52-year low. So not only are we seeing good news, positive momentum on Wall Street, we're also seeing it on Main Street. So this job, so this job recovery is really gaining legs as these weeks, as as these months go on. Now, additionally, you have the S&P 500 that set its 70th record close yesterday. S&P 500 is up almost 28% this year. So Wall Street certainly continues to have upbeat sentiment about market growth. And markets are confident that the Omicron variant, it'll do little to derail the economic recovery. It looks like going into first quarter of next year, this momentum will continue. What What is the value, uh, approximately, if you know, of, of uh, the global cryptocurrency market in, in, in like American dollars? In American dollar, I mean, so we're it's hovering, it's over two trillion. So if you take all wow. all of the cryptocurrency and you put a and you market cap on it, it is over two trillion dollars. So what that tells you mainly is you have consensus. If you're talking about U.S. dollars in the trillions, 
that shows that this uh, cryptocurrency isn't going anywhere unless there's some type of ham-handed sweeping regulation that's put on this, like China, which I don't think, I, in my opinion, I don't think the U.S. is going to do. It just shows you that cryptocurrency is here to stay. Jeremiah, cryptocurrency. Which I think is a misnomer. I mean, it's not, it's other, currency, or other countries are using it as legitimate currency. Here in the U.S., look at it more as a digital asset. And you know where my stance on this. Generally, if you're buying cryptocurrency, it's because you want to become filthy rich and 1,000x or 2,000x your money, which, which is fine. Just treat it like Vegas money. Uh, also, I mean, we're in the middle of a global uh, microchip shortage, and uh, I guess that's apparently going to last for some time yet. Yeah, I mean, I, I look, talking to, listen, listening to reports and reading reports from companies and CEOs in the U.S., they're a bit more optimistic about this chip shortage and that they'll be able to right the ship, right? But then again, it's just we don't know. There's so much demand for microchips. Um, Mike and I were chatting about this, I think, last week where – Everything has a chip in it. Everything these days, and that's not going to slow down. It's just going to increase as time goes on. So there's that demand. I don't see it subsiding. So there's going to have to be some ingenuity and some resourcefulness to meet this demand on the microchip side. And I think uh, that's one of the main solution is to start that manufacturing heavily in the U.S. versus overseas. I mean, there's lots of microchips out there. They're just not new and up to date yeah. microchips. The the really really fast ones that everybody wants or just not to be had right now. And that's, you know, it stinks for everything from trying to buy a new car or truck to, you know, trying to get that Xbox that little Jimmy has been wanting forever. They're just, they're, there's such a demand for them and you just can't get them because there aren't enough microchips. Yep. It's, it's really that, it's really that simple. It, it will get there. I mean, as soon as the manufacturing's boosted up, I mean, I think it'll hit some level, but I just don't see that demand dropping. That demand is going to keep increasing and increasing. So it's just how do you meet that demand efficiently? That's the question. All right, my man, we'll let you go. We'll talk to you again in about, a, let's see, an hour when we get our update just uh, at 8.30. Thanks, gents. All right, take care. There he goes, Jeremiah Bates. Uh, we are going to tell you more about what's happening with the news here in just a couple of moments. Just a reminder, I-84 closed east and westbound between Pendleton and and Legrand, it looks like westbound is closed to trucks west of Ontario. So if you're trying to get, you know, at least from Ontario to somewhere, if you're not a truck, maybe they'll let you through to Pendleton, but it's all closed uh, after or to Legrand, I mean. So just be careful if you travel in that direction today, and we'll keep you up on that with traffic. Ron O'Brien, be up here in just a minute. KBUI News Time is seven twenty six. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 7.34 on KBOI. Rick Worthington in for Mike Casper today, along with Chris Walton. Morning, folks. Looking at a winter weather advisory for the Treasure Valley today, now through 11 o'clock tonight. Something else I want to tell you about, uh, Chris, I, I imagine you probably heard something about this Alexa challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, uh, this is a warning for parents. Uh, I'll, I'll play the ABC piece from Dave Packer here. Kristen Livedahl and her 10-year-old daughter, Ellie, were asking Alexa for YouTube challenges recently. A physical education teacher had made some challenges for kids to do, you know, things like balancing a broomstick on your hand and your chin. She was just looking for something like that. But Libdahl says Alexa came up with a potentially dangerous challenge popularized on TikTok. Plug a 
phone charger partway in and then touch the exposed palms with a penny. Libdahl says she was shocked. I'm like, no, Alexa, no, stop. Libdahl says her daughter was too smart to actually follow Alexa's alarming instructions, but she contacted Amazon, the company, telling ABC News, quote, we took swift action to fix it. Parenting experts like Tatiana Jordan with Bark say it's important to monitor children's interactions with voice-activated technology. No tech is perfect, and there are loopholes. Dave Packer, ABC News. Monitor. I guess. <laughs> yeah, no My kidding. kids play with the Alexa device all the time at home. Alexa tells them stories. Alexa tells them jokes. They are heavily entertained by Alexa at home. Are they allowed on TikTok? No, my God, no. I'm yeah. not allowed on TikTok. That's, I mean, it's probably I not am, a, but I'm not. That's not a bad policy. Yeah, TikTok, nothing good's coming from TikTok right now, guys. Uh, but now when it, it spills over and you got to worry about your Alexa device, too, I'm at least glad that the powers that be like jumped on that right away and it's like, yeah. okay, we're, we're going to fix this. But there's got to be some other things out there that they need to look into as well. So just telling you, if you have an Alexa device at home, your kids are playing with it, just make sure you pay attention. In all things that your kids do, pay attention. Short break here. We're coming right back. KBOI News Time is 736. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 739 now. Once again, travel today, not a great thing. I-84 closed westbound Ontario. Two westbound destinations. Not going to happen on I-84. We have talked earlier about the biggest local stories of 2021 or the biggest national story of 2021. I had mentioned that uh, I thought the shooting at the mall was probably going to go down as the biggest local story of the year. National story, I think it has everything to do with January 6th, the Capitol. And, I mean, you can preface that story a number of ways depending on how you view it, but I still think it's the biggest story of the year. So we asked you to call in 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. And our first caller is up. It's Matt from Middleton. Hi, Matt. You've been on hold quite a while. I appreciate it. Thanks for calling us on hey, KBOI, no Matt. No problem. Hey, I, I, I think the biggest news event would have been our uh, Boise State's brand-new coach losing three or more home games in what it was like over a decade. Yeah, that's that's not bad. It's a sports uh, story, but yeah, it's it's a good story. It's it's then, not uh, you know, it's not an uplifting one, but still. Yeah. Well, that's uh, it's big news for a little Boise, Idaho, and the rest of the state when we're used to losing, uh, not losing more than two games in a season. Mm-hmm. How do you view it? You, I mean, you tempered it by saying it's Coach Avalos loses these games instead of the Broncos lose these games. Is your view of the head coach not very good? Uh, you know, I think the coach, I think he could do better. And, uh, you know, down to his uh, um, interviews on the radio and stuff like that, he just didn't sound very confident in his players or his coaching staff. So I, I, I kind of got the interpretation from that. And seeing very big mistakes being made on the field that shouldn't have been made that cost us 
uh, or cost BSU quite a significant amount of yards and touchdowns. Lots of touchdowns this year were taken away because of uh, bad calls. Yeah, that's not on the coach, though. Bad calls are officiating. Um, but I I could appreciate your, your perspective on that, and it's hard to defend that, you know, you lose a game, you lose a game. It doesn't matter why you lose a game, whether it's a bad call or something else. I'll give you and my perspective on Coach Avalos, if you don't mind, because I, I did follow Boise State. You know, I'm the pseudo-sports guy as well as news guy uh, and was a part of the, uh, you know, pregame show so i look at coach avalos as a very very good defensive coach when it comes to offense he's he's not the guy that's calling the plays um i think it took a little while for the offensive coordinator to get his legs underneath him and the quarterback to get his legs underneath him in a brand new system for the head coach to not be an offensive tooled guy the defense came up and played really really well kept them in some games this year not so sure i can hang anything on coach avalos the quarterback offensive coordinator it's a team thing and i think you know in in brand new coaching realms you got to kind of roll with it and i think it took them a little while to do that but i i do think they did i think they turned that corner that byu win huge Huge win for Boise State, right, Matt? Well, unfortunately, you got to understand everything starts from the top and rolls downhill. <laughs> and uh, if you don't, if you don't have the secure staffing that you should have, or you should be definitely looking forward to figuring out how to replace it or fix it before the next game. And I, I wasn't seeing that in those games. I attended every single game, home game that Attaboy. we went to. And, you know, we're season ticket holders and was very disappointed on how the players were. Uh, there was a lot of confusion on a lot of call plays being back and forth from the line. A lot of players that uh, missed the call or didn't get understand the play. And that's a really big deal. And the other team took it 100% of advantage of that and did some real damage to BSU's numbers. Sure. You know, I would like to have had the last eight minutes of that uh, game against UCF back. I'd like to have at least four to six minutes of that Oklahoma State game back. I think you take those two games and you turn them into dubs, it looks like one of the best seasons ever for Boise State. But you had a little bit of a letdown. You missed a play here and there, and, yeah, things can turn turn on a dime, you know. Matt, appreciate your time this morning. You're you're right on, though. I mean, certainly Boise State football was a huge story again this year. Thank you, guys. Thank you very Thank much. You. Appreciate the call on that. And if you want to dip in on, on that as well, biggest stories of the year, or you want to talk Boise State football, I'm happy to do that today. 208-336-3700, 1-800-529-KBOI, or pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. And speaking of sports... It's time. <laughs> Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli, where it's a special day. It's Bacon Day. And on Bacon Day, at Fat Guys Fresh Deli, you can add bacon to any sandwich or salad. And no extra charge on oh, National Bacon Day. That will be hard to pass up. Yeah. Uh, by the way, doors open at Fat Guys today at 1030 this morning. 
Call ahead, have your order ready for you. You can pick it up and take off at 208-855-0424. Always trust a fat sandwich at Fat Guy's Fresh Deli. All right, first and foremost, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in football today. You're going to hear a little more about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Ahead of their game against the Vikings this weekend, Aaron Rodgers was asked about, hey, um, have you decided whether or not you're going to stick around in Green Bay or not? And Aaron Rodgers did address that. I'm just savoring this year, I think, as much as anything. And um, I don't want to, it won't be something where I'll drag it out for months and months, you know, have conversations uh, with my loved ones after the season. He went on to say that uh, no matter what he chooses to do next year, it'll be a quick decision. You know, I'm not going to hold the team back from anything. And, and, and once I commit, and if it's committing, uh, you know, to move forward here, it'll be a, it'll be a quick decision. You know, I kind of thought by now he would have an idea what he was going to do next year. That appears to not be the case, at least so far, for one very good quarterback in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers. All right, Boise State basketball, they're now 10-4 and four on the season and you could make the argument that they're playing the best ball of the year right now. The Boise State basketball team closed 2021 on a seven-game winning streak, and they'll play New Year's Day afternoon at Wyoming looking for a 2-0 and start to the Mountain West season. Manuel Acott, who was averaging 11 points and three assists, says the team has been steadily getting better. We, we had some mistakes early on in the season, and you know every team has to get better, and Coach Rice addressed it, and our team is really good at responding. So I think just responding to a lot of you know the mistakes and you know some of our deficiencies early on in the season, and we're making it our strength. The Broncos' offense has been the biggest area of improvement, averaging 61 points a game before the streak compared to 76 points a game during it. Join us for Boise State at Wyoming, Saturday at 2. Bob Beeler, 670 KBOI. KBOI News Time is 747. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 751 on KBOI. Mike Casper out today. I'm Rick Worthington filling in along with your good friend Chris Walton. Mm-hmm. Chris, who loves to make snowmen. <laughs> Definitely be making snowmen today. Another four inches of snow is possible here in the Treasure Valley and a winter weather advisory in effect until 11 o'clock tonight. Uh, one of the problems I have, um, I'll be honest about this, I have not kept up with the music scene over the last 20 years, probably. I mean, if I if I keep up with anything, it's probably more country than pop. Mm-hmm. So I'm guilty of that. So I feel bad that I had to ask Nathaniel, hey, the uh, multi-platinum selling artist, her name is spelled C-I-A-R-A. Is it Ciara or is it Sierra? Sierra. Yeah. Sierra, yeah, I didn't know who the hell that was. Didn't she uh, Russell Wilson's? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Maybe she, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. This is my problem. Well, she is uh, apparently taking the reins of the L.A. party festivities for the Dick Clark New Year's Rockin' Eve with Ryan Seacrest 2022. And I have a little piece of her explaining why people should be tuning in to watch the mentioned Dick Clark's New Year's Rock and Eve, which I haven't watched in years, mostly because Dick Clark is not there, and I don't care for Ryan Seacrest, but here's Sierra talking about it. This is 
the show you don't want to miss. You know, it's I get to do a combination of everything on the show, which is amazing. Everything from obviously co-hosting to performing and enjoying great performances and then ultimately bringing in the new year with the world is pretty special. Mm. I, I checked. I was, I was right that she's uh, Russell Wilson, the quarterback's wife, and uh, they've been married for five years. Yeah. Well, here's what we could expect. Well, you know, you just got to wait to see. Um, but I can say it's going to be a lot of energy. There's going to be that good nostalgic feeling that's going to happen at points, mixed with some also cool energy, new energy. I'm going to. Yep, that was my computer getting out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, Sierra talking about the Dick Clark rocking New Year's Eve. Have you watched it any time in the last decade? Actually, uh, I haven't. Uh, I usually either watch the one on CNN or, you know, like I did last year, go to bed early. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I usually try to stay up until midnight to ring in the new year. Although I am guilty of having set the clocks ahead a little bit mm-hmm. and said <laughs> at, you know, 10 o'clock, hey, look, girls, it's midnight. <laughs> Yay. Two hours ahead? Well, I set them behind, really. Set them behind two hours so that when you're, you know, you watch the ball drop, you do it on East Coast time. And go to bed. And then go to bed. I'm guilty. You're, you're lucky there. Right? I have done it. Young enough to fall for that. Girls may not know that I've done it, but I have. And my wife, of course, part of that as well. So, yeah, it's, I'm not a big fan of Dick Clark's Rock and New Year's Eve, but I'm really not a fan of any of the programs. I have you know, usually if I'm going to tune in, it's to, like, the PBS or something like that so that you can watch the fireworks and hear the bands play. And, you know, you got to watch something on New Year's Eve if you're not going out. If you got kids, you got to find something to watch. I just don't care for a lot of the artists. And I don't care for my little girls to see a lot of those artists play either. You follow? I do. I mean... Some of it's just so degrading. I just hate to watch it. So, anyway, Sierra is a part of your New Year's Rockin' Eve if you care to watch. Uh, we'll come back with a damn near impossible question. KBOI News Time is 7.56. Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. We're just before the top of the hour. We've got news coming your way here in just a minute. Felt like it was probably a pretty good idea to just reiterate what Ron O'Brien had said as far as traffic is concerned. We're not doing too bad here in the Treasure Valley right now, but if you're driving westbound on I-84 and you're headed towards Ontario, you should know that truck traffic from Ontario westbound is closed. So If you're driving truck, you're going to have to stop at Ontario. If you're driving a car or a pickup, they're going to let you through from Ontario to LaGrande, and after that, it's closed, westbound. And you can't go anywhere. I-84 westbound is closed between Ontario and Baker City. Nobody gets to to Pendleton. Nobody gets to Pendleton. Okay. So keep that in mind if you're traveling. We also have a damn near impossible question, our last of the year, to give you. So Chris Walton has our question. 
I do. Uh, call this number, but not right now. In about 20 minutes, we'll ask you to. It is 208-336-3700. You will win, if you do, a $50 gift certificate to Huck House Brunchette. Brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty in Boise, Caldwell, Fruitland, Parma, and Ontario. Here to promote you worldwide, a local company with a global network. Now... One of the largest countries in the world was founded on this date, December 30th, 99 years ago. What country was it? And your hint is, the country no longer exists. Okay. All right. I like your question today, Chris. Well, it has to I don't know the answer, 30th. but all right. We're going to talk <laughs> a little football coming up in the next hour as well, so stand by. KBOI Newstime. It's 8 o'clock. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 808, it's going to snow today here in the Treasure Valley. Rick Worthington in for Mike Casper. Along with Chris Walton, we welcome you to the program today. If you're just joining us, uh, Winter Storm Advisory. Or, I'm sorry, it's a Winter, winter Weather Advisory. Winter weather advisory, in effect, until 11 o'clock today. We could see another four inches of snow here in the Treasure Valley. So I'm just saying, if you didn't shovel the uh, the walkway yesterday, you might want to do that before the next snow hits because moving, you know, six to eight inches of snow around your yard isn't mm-hmm. going to be a whole heck of a lot of fun. Uh, so keep that in mind today. Travel, not a great travel day, as you heard Ron O'Brien saying. Uh, I-84, westbound, closed to trucks starting at Ontario and then further on down the line from there to everybody. For business or whatever reason, if you're planning on heading to Portland today, uh, A, I hope you have a plane ticket, and B, that's not even a sure thing. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, We heard earlier today folks that have been trying to get to Seattle. That's not been easy. They've had more flights canceled there, I guess, than any place. Any place in the world. More flights delayed or canceled to and from Seattle than any place in the world. Wow. That's terrible because how many people get back and forth from Seattle from Boise? I mean, it just it's a big effect. And Seattle also a big jumping point to other spots. I mean, whether you're trying to get to the Bay Area or, you know, anywhere on the West yeah. Coast. You know, a lot of times you have to travel through Seattle. That's your jumping point to your next plane. Yes, that's a tough one today. One of the international hubs. Uh, So, okay, travel, not a great thing. We get that out of the way. Uh, If you are going to be stuck inside today, the good news is there's some decent ball games to watch. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is uh, four bowl games scheduled for today. The first one gets started here in not too long about 9 30 this morning yeah. it'll be uh, north carolina versus south carolina you can watch all day if you want duke's mayo bowl that'll kick things off that one uh, being played in charlotte you've got the trans perfect music city bowl tennessee versus purdue that one at one o'clock the 5 p.m game is the mercedes-benz or i'm sorry it's at the mercedes-benz superdome uh, in atlanta it's uh number 12 pit versus number 10, Michigan State, in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. And then tonight, the Las Vegas Bowl is being played Wisconsin versus Arizona State. And that's, of course, at the Raiders' new stadium, Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. So, yeah, lots of football to be played today. And then tomorrow you've got 
CFP games to watch. Cincinnati will take on Alabama. That game starts at 1.30 tomorrow afternoon. And then you've got Georgia taking on Michigan at 5.30 tomorrow afternoon on New Year's Eve. So I wish uh, Boise State had been selected for the Las Vegas Bowl this year. That would have been good. Uh, instead of the Arizona Bowl, because number one, the Las Vegas Bowl hasn't been canceled. And uh, number two, they'd get to play in that great stadium. That would have been nice. That would have been nice. Nevertheless, there is football to watch today, and there is good football to watch today. So, you know, you can't have CFP games every day, but at least over the next couple <laughs> of days, if you're stuck inside, hey, you're going to have some games to watch, and they're going to be pretty good. So keep that in mind as well. We'll hear more about Boise State basketball and football through the rest of the day. Uh, we're also going to do something coming up here uh, after we get done with uh, the damn near impossible question uh, as we head to our next segment. Story predictions for 2022. Think about it for a few minutes, Chris, and you could probably come up with two or three that Stories that are a pretty safe bet to happen in 2022. I'm no uh, Nostradamus, but uh, I'll give it a shot. Yep. Start thinking about it, whether it has to do with local news or national news. Love to know what your predictions are for the coming year. I've got one for the Mountain West football season. Probably won't. Break anybody's brain thinking about it, but I'll I'll give you one. I hope it's a good one for you know the for Boise, and I'll give you a political prediction sometime before the hour is up as well. I don't think it's a surefire bet, but it's a pretty good bet. Something that will happen in uh, local politics that might be off your radar a little bit. So we'll talk about that coming up as well. And if you have a prediction that you want to share with us. The number to call, 208-336-3700, 1-800-529-KBOI. We do have to get your damn near impossible question in first, so we'll do that when we come back. Right now, it's time for Bronco Sports Today. Get 670-KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670-KBOI skill. Then, when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670-KBOI. Now, back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Damn near impossible question time, as the music will clearly tell you. And Chris has a good one for us today, and lines are lit up and ready to go. So, Chris, give him the question one more time, and we'll get a caller on here. To win a $50 gift certificate to Huck House Brunchette, your question, one of the largest countries in the world was founded on this date 99 years ago. What country was it? And your hint is the country no longer exists. All right. Let's get after it. David was quick on the dial and is first up. David, thanks for calling us on KBOI this morning. Good morning. Good morning, David. All right. You've been thinking about this for a little while now. <laughs> no pressure. It's for a $50 gift certificate to Huck House Branchetta. And you want this because the food there is really, really good. So don't screw this up. All right, David? Okay. I laid it on pretty <laughs> thick. <laughs> Do you have the answer? I would say the USSR. You are 100% correct. All it right, is the, there we go, David. The Union of Soviet Socialist Republics, Socialist also Socialist known Socialist. as the yep. USSR, over the Soviet Union. And, of yep. course, they, they disbanded about 1990 and uh, went Thank back God. to being Russia and Lithuania and everybody else. 
All right. So congratulations, you won. David, nice job. All right. Check out the big right. brain Thank on you. David today. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to put right. you on hold, and uh, we'll get right back to you here in a second a and get of, some information. A lot of people think that the Soviet Union began in 1917. That was the date of the Russian Revolution. But uh, power just changed in Russia. The actual Soviet Union didn't uh, come together until five years later. Who won the Cold War again? Ah, we're still trying to decide that. Uh, it, it looked like it looked for a long time like we did. It looked like it. Now we're not so sure. <laughs> What's that guy that's running the, the Putin? Yeah, Putin. Yeah, yeah, yeah Putin, he won. That, that guy. Yeah, Putin. He, he probably won it. Yeah. Oh, Putin. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Not Putin. Putin on the Ritz. <laughs> All right. Thanks for uh, David winning our damn near impossible question today. We're going to be talking about story predictions for the coming year. It's our last show of 2021. So we're going to give you a few things that we think are going to happen in 2022. They're predictions, not real news. We're just making predictions at this point. But we'd love to hear from you guys as well. If you want to jump in on that, the number to call is 208-336-3700, 1-800-529-KBOI. KBOI News Time is 825. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Mike Casper is out this week. Rick Worthington filling in. Mike will be back on Monday, though, thank goodness. For everyone involved. I'm glad to be here, though, along with Chris Walton. I'm Rick Worthington. Thanks for hanging out with us. We're talking about story predictions for 2022. Okay, I've, I've got my predicted headlines. Are you ready? Let's have it. Okay, number one. Treasure Valley reaches maximum occupancy. <laughs> okay, I'll buy that. Yeah. I like that one. No one to be allowed in until someone leaves. Uh, number two. Voting system overhauled. Public officials in Idaho hereafter to be chosen by lottery. <laughs> That's. I don't think that'll happen, but okay. Go Good. with it. You know. Go with it. Number three, all local restaurants now self-serve and open daily only from 6 to 7 p.m. Man, you are so sarcastic. It's headed there, though, isn't it? Yeah, you know, you're you're not wrong in that case. Hopefully things will turn around with COVID and, in uh, 2022 and things will get better. My final headline, owners concerned self-driving cars staying out late and committing petty crimes. <laughs> uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you a prediction for a story in 2022, and it has to do with Boise State football. Boise State is going to be back in the top 25. I think they're going to win the Mountain West in 2022. I want to say they're going undefeated, but I think they'll lose one game. Wow. One now, game in the regular do, season. Do you get a cut from season tickets? I do not. Well, then this is just a this is just a, an innocent prediction then, isn't it? Well, I'll give you some reasons why I think Boise State will win the Mountain West in 2022. Okay. Number 1, the schedule for the non-con games stacks up pretty good. You're going to play at Oregon State as Pac-12 teams go. That is a winnable game, my friends. Playing on the road September 3rd at Oregon State is a winnable game. Then you have to travel to UT Martin. That's University of Tennessee Martin. Another, uh, I'm sorry, that's a home game for Boise State. Mm-hmm. UT Martin, that is a winnable game. It's a, an FCS uh, team. Right. The 
Next travel, because we had UTEP here this year, we travel to UTEP next year. It's a September 24th game at UTEP in El Paso. That is a winnable game. And then you get BYU at home this year. So I think of the non-con games, there's a chance you could run the non-con pretty well. Looking at the regular season, of course, the Mountain West hasn't put out their schedule yet. But we played at Colorado State this year. We get Colorado State at home. That should be a win. You don't have to worry about Carson Strong and Nevada this year. You're probably going to get you're going to get San Jose State on your schedule this year. Um, because we played Fresno State last year on the road, we don't have to do that again. I think Fresno State and San Diego State are still the next two best teams. So you're going to get Hawaii. Nobody's worried about that because everybody that was any good at Hawaii just went in the transfer portal. <laughs> the two games that give me the most concern right now, games that I know we're going to see next year for Boise State, you're going to have to play Air Force, and that's always up in the air. You just, I mean, Air Force actually, is up in the air. I didn't mean it like that. Well, I just kind of made it funny, but the way I didn't they, mean to. The way they play is actually the opposite of that. They stay on the ground. Not in their bowl game, they didn't. They threw the ball a little bit. In, yeah. in any case, I'm saying you don't know exactly what you're going to get from year in and year out with Air Force, except their system is going to be the same. But I don't know if that's a good team or not yet, and neither does anybody else. So it's a wild card. But the other game that, of course, gives you a moment of pause is the BYU game. Because even if BYU's coming here, they're going to be highly motivated after the Broncos spanked them while they were ranked number 10 and took away any dreams they had of going undefeated and being a national champion. Do you think, so, that's, a, do you think that's officially a rivalry now? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. I think that you have to have a little give and take, though in order for it to be a rivalry game. Mm -hmm. And so BYU coming up here before that and beating Boise State on the blue badly was a motivation for the Broncos to go down and beat them when they're ranked and have a chance to do really big things. Those are the kinds of things that have to happen for a good rivalry to take place. So, yeah, I think it is a rivalry game now. I think it was engineered, but I like the fact that that's a game that continues to be on Boise State's schedule. Yeah, I don't think rivalries necessarily have to be organic. You're I mean, right. Boise State-Idaho was an organic one. Boise sure. State-Idaho State was an organic one. Sure. Of course, we haven't played them in years. That's now. what I'm saying. You don't have a lot of rivalry games right there. So if ne- you're going to try Nevada. and engineer one by putting BYU on the schedule, mm-hmm. well, it worked out pretty good. Nevada-Fresno State. I think those you know, are conference rivalries i usually like conference rivalries i usually like in-state rivalries but this thing that we got going with byu now i would say yeah it's it's a rivalry game now and we're not too uh, far separated geographically i mean the the states do uh, you know touch each other so i'm saying boise state has a chance to run the table next year they've got hank bachmeyer coming back George Halani is coming back. We assume both will be healthy and ready to go. They're deep at wide receiver. They're deep on defense. And it looks like they reloaded pretty well on the offensive line. And those were the big things for me. Do we have defensive linemen? Yes. Do we have offensive linemen? 
Yes. Are we good at quarterback? Yes. Are we good at running back? Yes. Are we good at wide receiver? Yes. I will miss the guy that wore uniform number two. I will as well. I will as well. Um, and I think he's going to play on Sundays. But if I'm making a prediction, probably, probably and should. I am, I got Boise State with one loss or no losses at the end of the regular season. Well, I hope you are correct. Yeah, I know a lot of people are thinking, okay, I like that idea. So we're talking predictions, and if you have one, we'd like to hear from you today. It feels like the Lloyd Christmas thing. The, you know, So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> well, it'd be good for, uh, you know, like you said, season ticket sales. Love to hear from you. 208-336-3700. 1-800-529-KBOI or pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. All right. Let's think bigger now than just football season. What's the biggest thing that's happening next year in 2022? At least for Idaho, I would argue it's elections. Yeah. It's an election year. Every uh, even-numbered year, we elect uh, an entirely new uh, Idaho State legislature, even though they're always far from entirely new. Right. And while we could probably come up with some pretty good predictions for the Idaho legislative session in 2022... I thought maybe we would look at the big-ticket item that's on the ballot coming mm-hmm. up in 2022. Uh, we could make a prediction about uh, f- uh, bills they won't pass. <laughs> yeah, we could do that, couldn't we? Biggest item on the ticket in 2022. Who's running for governor in Idaho? Matt has written in, and he says, uh, this is Matt from Middleton again. Other than my previous interview about the top story this year of BSU losing three home games, I'd also like to ask why didn't BSU go to the Las Vegas Bowl as they usually do? They have a new stadium in Las Vegas, and for some reason we chose to go to a bowl game in Arizona that isn't even on TV. Seems like Avalos is hiding something. It doesn't matter now since the bowl game was canceled anyway. Well, I can answer that. Uh, Las Vegas, uh, the Las Vegas Bowl generally has the first pick after the uh, you know, the big bowl games uh, of of who won the Mountain West. I mean, if, if, it's not, if it's an undefeated team, chances are they're going to end up in the Fiesta Bowl or the Sugar Bowl or something like that. But the Las Vegas Bowl has the first pick otherwise, and they generally take the conference champion. Boise State was not the conference champion. And... Uh, the it's it's the bowls that invite you. You don't select the correct. Bowl. It's not like Boise right. State had a choice. They weren't invited. It, it's like how we somebody said, "Why doesn't Boise State join the Big Twelve? You have to be invited to join a conference. You can't just declare yourself a member." As much and, as we and, wish that were yeah. the case, and like I said, I, I I would love it if we were playing in the Las Vegas Bowl because of of three reasons. Uh, number one, it's today. Number two, it's a great stadium, and number three, that would mean that we uh, actually had won the, the conference championship. All true. But we're, but we're not. All true. If the Las Vegas Bowl had invited Boise State, they would go. But they couldn't get the invite because they weren't conference champs. Yeah. And so, Hawaii went to the Hawaii Bowl. Correct. A lot of people wondered why Boise State didn't go to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Wanted to watch them play here. Mm-hmm. And it's because they accepted an invite to a bigger bowl game, I say bigger as in terms of what the payout is, 
I believe. But, Jeez, but, I don't even know what the payout was. I, I mean, it's it's not going to happen, obviously. We know that now because it was supposed to be tomorrow. Right. And uh, there will be no Arizona Bowl at all. But it was going to be the only bowl game, uh, the only bowl game, not to be uh, nationally televised. It was you, you could only watch it by going to the sponsor's uh, website. And that's odd. So once it, again... It, it may be the future of some of the... Uh, as they're known, lesser bowl games. Well, we're making predictions today, so what the heck? Why not? Yeah. If you want to make a prediction, we'd love to hear from you. 208-336-3700, 1-800-529-KBOI, or pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. I've got some political predictions for Idaho. I'll share them with you after this break. KBOI News Time is 846. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Making our way towards the top of the hour here on KBOI. Again, Mike Casper is out today. Just joining us. I'm Rick Worthington filling in uh, for one more day. And then uh, Mike will be back on Monday. We've got tomorrow off. So today we're talking about the year ahead, making some predictions for 2022. And if you want to jump in on that, hey, line open for you right now at 208-336-3700 if you want to get in. I'll give you a prediction, politically speaking, for Idaho in the coming year. All right. It's probably not a far-fetched prediction, but maybe some of the things that will play into it We'll be a little more specific and, and, and we'll come through. Okay. Number one, Brad Little is going to win again in 2022. You think so? Governor Brad Little will continue to be governor after the election is over in 2022. He's going to win again. I forget now. Which side is it that likes him? It's the, it's, uh, yeah, a, a big group of Republicans and not so many of the. <laughs> far-right Republicans, but they have their own candidates. So more moderates. More moderates will elect Brad Little governor again in 2022. But let's see, we've got three other candidates. You've got yourself, Ammon Bundy. You've got the lieutenant governor. And you've got our friend from eastern Idaho, Mr. Humphreys. They're all still in the race. Two of them will drop out before the primary. This is my prediction for 2022. Before the primary, not immediately. Before the primary is up, two of them, two of the other three will drop out before the primary. Okay. And the idea is that it will be because it's going to hurt the party to have four people in. Or it's going to be too hard for a particular person, lieutenant governor, to really go strong against Governor Little in the primary. Hammond Bundy is going to drop out. Who does it favor in the primary if there are still four or five uh, you know, fairly decent candidates? Favors Brad Little. Okay. Favors Brad Little. The incumbent. Because the other three are not considered mainstream and or moderate in any way. Gotcha. We have to go to the phone because apparently my boss is on the phone. Hi there, Nate. How are you this morning? Thanks for joining us on KBOI. I hate it when you call me that. <laughs> Your boss or Nate? <laughs> yeah, yeah, both of them. 
Got honestly. it. What's happening, buddy? So I, my uh, my prediction, my as I'm driving here on Chinden, and I notice that two lanes of uh, road on Chinden are closed right by uh, uh, right by Lake Harbor. Is that uh, people will people will wake up? Treasure Valley residents, especially in Boise, will wake up on January first, two thousand twenty-two, and they will magically. They will magically, for no other reason but magic, know how to drive in the snow. <laughs> That's my prediction. What are we? It'll like? hit them like a lightning bolt. What are, we, oh, what are we like? Uh, what are we like? Forty hours away from that right now? <laughs> uh, it, well, I mean, it's going to be a long road till then. But uh, I, a man can dream, can he? Sure, why not? I mean, just wave that magic wand around and say a Dava Kadava or whatever it is that Harry Potter says, and that that's how it happens. Oh, right? you mean you mean the Killing Curse? Oh, that was the Killing Curse. Oh, yeah. my bad. That's probably not a good. It's probably not a good way to call that. Well, probably somewhat appropriate, but no, you're right. <laughs> whatever, whatever keeps the road clear. Yeah. I just just that's all I want is to keep the road clear. I usually complain about snow being on the road. The road is. I'm on State Street right now. It's it's fairly nice, but I'm driving five miles under the speed limit because i don't want to skid all over the place right are you being are you being uh, are you being passed a lot by say pickup trucks not really okay Hmm. no by the way is it really is it snowing yet um it's trying i know we're not far from it so yeah okay it's trying hey i just wanted to say uh happy new year to you both and uh you too I'll, i'll i'll see you guys on monday all right. Thanks, Nate. I imagine Enjoy you whatever will. vacation you have left. We appreciate that. Oh, sure. <laughs> Take care, buddy. Appreciate that. <laughs> Talking predictions this morning. If you want in, we'll get you in at 208-336-3700. Got time to take Keith. Keith, thanks for calling us this morning, buddy. Good morning, Rick. I have to say I, I, I find myself strongly aligned toward your prediction that Brad Little will be reelected. And, of course, the question in Idaho is the Republican nominee is the governor, so whoever wins the prompt primary. I just don't see how if uh, the three more conservative candidates stay in, they don't split the vote so severely. Now, I know you said two would drop out. The question would be which two. I McGeechan seems really, really determined. Bundy generally does seem so. He's willing to get arrested for trespassing. So he's a guy who knows how to fight the bone like a dog. I don't know. Humphrey might be less willing to stay in. I don't know how well he's funded. So what are, what are your thoughts about Well, I, I think you hit it right on the head. It comes down to funding. Ammon Bundy can't raise money and hasn't so far. Right. I think when it comes to dollars, Humphrey has actually outraised McGeehan. And if that is the case, maybe they look at him as the better candidate than McGeehan. McGeehan doesn't have, hasn't done herself any favors by inserting herself as Little Miss Crazy Pants in the news either. That hasn't helped her a bit. Humphreys, for all his faults, looks like a better candidate, in my opinion. Am I crazy to say that? Maybe Humphreys is the guy that stays in instead of McGeehan? No, I don't, I don't think you are crazy to say that. And I have to say, I was not terribly impressed with McGeehan around taking uh, the, uh, whenever the governor leaves town for five minutes, uh, her acting, uh, you know, making decisions as governor. She's really not the governor, the deciding governor in that case. If, 
if he leaves the country for six weeks, maybe, maybe so. But, I mean, I just thought that was really sophomoric. I'll buy that. Keith, you like my prediction, though? Little in 2022? I'm inclined to think so, unless, uh, yeah, I, I think he just sits back, waits for the three more conservative conservative to split their vote, and he wins with, uh, you know, maybe a plurality or, or just enough um, conservative, moderate types to, to give him a second term. I'm with you, Keith. Thanks very much okay. for the call. Appreciate your time today. Got uh, an instant message here from V, uh, who is correct, by the way, who says, guys, guys, the Las Vegas Bowl is no longer associated with the Mountain West Conference. The the person who had written in was asking why didn't Boise State go to the Las Vegas Bowl as usual, and what I said was, you know, in, in the past, the I didn't say in the past. I acted. I my answer made it sound like it was happening this year as well. In the past, the Las Vegas Bowl has been where the conference champion goes, assuming the conference champion doesn't get in one of the major, the six major bowl games, and that was replaced this year by the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. So, had Boise State been the conference champion and not undefeated, they probably would have gone to the uh, Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, which is where Utah State went. Uh, and they had first pick this year from the Correct. Mountain West, and Correct. then and then after that, uh, you had uh, like the New Mexico Bowl, and I, th- I think what was it uh, six, was it six or eight? Yeah, something uh, like that. In any case, we've got to take a break here because right. we got news at the top of the hour. But we'll take your calls as well. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Cold outside this morning and snow on the way. Winter weather advisory here in the Treasure Valley. Good until 11 o'clock tonight. It's not snowing right now at my last door check here a minute ago, but doesn't look like it's far off, so get ready. Here it comes. Uh, we are going to jump to the phone line here in a moment. We've been talking about story predictions for 2022. Uh, I made a couple of predictions. Number one, I said, there's a chance Boise State runs the table in 2022, but I'm predicting one loss for the Broncos, and they will win the Mountain West. Boise State football wins the Mountain West in 2022 and have one loss on the season. And I'm saying that one loss is either BYU or Air Force, one of the two. On on a lighter note, do you want to hear my predictions? Yes, I do. I want to hear your predictions, Chris Walton. These were my local predictions for the coming year. Uh, Number one, Treasure Valley reaches maximum occupancy. Uh, Number two, voting system overhauled public officials in Idaho hereafter to be chosen by lottery. Number three, all local restaurants now self-serve and open daily only from 6 to 7 p.m. And finally, owners concerned self-driving cars are staying out late and committing petty crimes. I made one other big prediction that some folks are on the line. They want to talk about it. I said, you're going to see Brad Little win once again in the 2022 election. Governor Brad Little will be reelected. That is my prediction. I also said two of the three other candidates, two will back out so that the one candidate that's left that runs against Brad Little has a better chance to win. Of those more conservative candidates, who will be the one that stays in, though? I don't know. Well, we're taking your calls 
at 208-336-3700, 1-800-529-KBOI, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Which of those three candidates stays in and who jumps out? Or maybe you have another prediction for us mm-hmm. for the coming year. We'll take it. Could be completely different. Joe, you're up first. Joe, thanks for calling us this morning for Caldwell. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for taking the call. I, I'm, I agree with your prediction on the Brad Little. I think that the biggest thing that, that supports him is that voters associate themselves with a the candidate. Uh, Eamon Bundy, I think that you can sit there and say that 99.9% of Idahoans don't associate themselves with an individual that's going to go have an armed takeover of a federal facility. Uh, I think that McGeehan did a great, I don't want to say a great job, but it was a, it was a bold move when she when Little first left the state and she made her first executive order one day in office, and it really got her some positive attention. And people said, wait a minute, this is a conservative candidate that maybe we can get behind. Now, Although from, it was not effective because they, they changed from, it when he got back. From but whom when did she, she get second time we're like okay this is a buffoon banging her head against the wall yeah. <laughs> it didn't work do something else right i was going to i was going to ask situation uh, to win i was going to ask from whom did she get positive feedback because i'm starting to completely forget about that yeah well i think in the initial the first time she did it i thought it was like she got some positive attention maybe not support but she got the eyes opened up she got national attention mm-hmm. uh, it, you know there is no thing as bad publicity so um, to get the attention was bold, but the, when we saw her do it the second time, we're like, okay, you never manipulated the situation to win. You're an idiot. Get out of the way. Yeah, uh, I I think, I'm, you really I think feel- you're on a roll here, my man. I think you're on a roll. I think you've done pretty well on this. I'll disagree with you on one point. There is such thing as bad publicity that is bad in an election year. And I think where we're talking about the lieutenant governor Inserting yourself into the news is a good idea. Inserting yourself into the news as a more conservative person is a good idea. Inserting yourself into the news as an impediment to the state's business when you're lieutenant governor is a really bad idea because it makes people think that you're not responsible with your office. If you're a public official and people don't look at you as a responsible individual, that's a problem. That's bad press. That's not the kind of thing you want to insert yourself into. So I think in this case, it backfired. And that she did it again and doubled down on it, even worse. So who's ever giving her that advice, whoever you are, shame on you. Quit now. Yeah, just... Man, she blew it on that one. All right, Joe, you got yeah. any more predictions for us? Uh, I don't. I, I think you're you're off on the Boise State. I don't think Boise State's going to go uh, with one loss. Come on, it's get on board with my magic season. Come on, <laughs> hey, Joe. I, I'd love it to happen. I, I'm not anti-Boise State. I'd love it to happen. I just don't see it. All right, hey buddy, but, thank you very much for listening hey, to Caldwell. I, I, I'll, my one prediction is. Oh yeah, let's have it. Prediction is there's. There's, there's going to be another variant. There's too much money behind vaccines. Oh, hey, you know what? That could very well be the case. We were just starting Omicron, so it would play out well 
to the senses that another one will crop up in 2022. I'm just not sure what they're going to call it yet. We're not following that alphabet yeah. very well. All right, Joe, appreciate it, man. I'm, I'm you know, hoping guys. I'm hoping for uh, Upsilon. That sounds like it'll be fun. Epsilon? Or Upsilon, ep- either one. Yeah, that variant. All right, it's 912, the number to call, 208-336-3700, 1-800-529-KBOI or pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Brandon is calling us. Really? Good morning, Brandon. Let's go, Good Brandon. Morning. Let's hear, are you, let's hear are you what you on, have to yeah, say. Are you on let's your way somewhere? <laughs> yeah. I, I am. I'm on my way to uh, a job I got to go to, set a pullover. But, well, let's go. But, uh, yeah, so um, I was thinking with, you know, kind of like your previous callers were talking about with Janice, her little stunt she did for when uh, Little was out for five minutes or whatnot, I appreciate it because it shows what she would do to the unions, that she's not she's going to stand up against it. And so not only that, but you have to think about all the teenagers that are going to be turning 18 to vote that had that day of no mask is taken away. She she ends up, uh, Brad Little ends up coming back, turns it back around. So that's thousands of votes that you're thinking about right now that's going into Janice's favor. I don't think they are. I really don't think they are. And in fact, I can tell you, because my kids were actually in school that day, they, they were still they were still masking the same way. Well, my kid was too. He said there was probably about five or six students that were still masking, but everybody else was. I think that's all that was wearing masks anyway. Yeah, <laughs> based on what I've seen. But uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not so sure that of those that are graduating, there are thousands and thousands more votes out there for her right now. In fact, I'm I'm pretty sure that. Well, I mean, I gave my prediction already that Brad yeah, Little no, is going to win. And so. I love the conversation because yeah. I don't want my vote going to waste, right? And I well, don't want it to. Let me know, ask you this then. Because, that other guys or people drop out so you know where your vote can count. Yeah, and, and therein lies the, the bigger overall question, I think. You've got four candidates. It would be best for the party if there were only two on primary day. Who do right. you remove from that conversation? Which of those other three besides Brad Little should stay in and who should drop out? Well, I think just with your guys' conversation, you got Humphrey in there, but I don't think Mond is going to keep you know track around here. So then you got the lieutenant governor as the other big high probability you know, of staying in, I would think. Well, I think her namesake probably makes her the most viable candidate outside of Brad Little. Right. But yep. See here if if it comes down to who can raise money, then Ammon Bundy doesn't stand a chance because he's raised no money. Right. Yeah. Yep. All right, man. Any more predictions for us, Brandon? Kellen Moore, head coach, Chicago Bears. Head coach Chicago Bears? Wow. They're gonna be looking for a head coach and Kellen Moore's right there. Man, that's not a there's your Boise. All right, there we go. I appreciate that. Let me let me throw this at you. Kellen Moore yeah. is a candidate right now already in Jacksonville. How do you feel mm-hmm. about that? Well, I think it's too early for him anyways. I mean, he's only had a couple seasons of offensive coordinating, but Jacksonville would just be a disaster. Uh, maybe. Maybe. All right, uh, Brandon, appreciate your time, right. buddy. You, you got it. I'll talk Thanks. to you later. Yeah, Thanks. You take care. Predictions.
I mean, none of them, you, you can't take any of them seriously because we don't have a crystal ball. We don't know what's going to happen. Well, yeah. But it's fun to talk about it. it you, you can't prove them ahead of time. Uh, Tim wrote in, he says, I'm hearing that the University of Idaho is canceling the rest of their basketball season. Is this true? I haven't uh, heard any news about that yet. The only University of Idaho discussion I've heard in the past several days is there are people uh, who actually want to drop football up there. The Vandals? Not not everybody, but there are certain somewhat influential people who are recommending it. I haven't heard that one. I'll get on the interweb here and see if I can find anything, but I, I have. Yeah. Got a, an instant message here uh, from, I mean, it, it, this is probably the title, 2022 headline. Uh, it's unsigned otherwise, but it says uh, mass exodus from Idaho due to harsh winter weather conditions. <laughs> Impatient Californian transplants realize they can't drive 70 miles per hour during a snowstorm. Return to California with severely dented vehicles. Yeah, I think Nate sent that one in. I think that's Nate Shellman that, that popped that one on you. He already called angry about people not driving well. So, okay, I'm with you on that one. Uh, for those of you that want to jump in on your prediction for 2022, Today's the day, and we got less than an hour to do it. So jump on the phone right now, 208-336-3700, 1-800-529-KBOI. You're on hold. I see you. We'll get right back to you. KBOI News Time is 917. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 921 on KBOI. Rick Worthington in for Mike Casper today, along with Chris Walton. It's our equivalent of Open Phones Friday since we actually don't have a show tomorrow for New Year's Eve. Lisa has written in to say, My prediction is that zoos will phase out since animals don't owe us an experience and they end up getting shot just for being themselves. Reference to moron who got arm bit by endangered tiger in top news story. <laughs> Uh, I'm not a big fan of zoos. I I have a hard time watching animals in captivity. I like, I like what Chris Rock said. Uh, you know, after the the incident uh, with Siegfried and Roy uh, several years ago, uh, people said, "Oh, the tiger went crazy." No, he didn't. He went tiger. Yeah, that's what tigers do, man. Yeah. You want to jump in on a prediction? We'll take your call at two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. We have talked a little bit about Idaho politics. We've talked a little bit about Boise State football. Whatever predictions you have are wide open today, or if there's something else you want to talk about, we'll talk about it too. 208-336-3700. Alan from Eagle, thanks for calling us this morning on KBOI. Hey, good morning, man, and Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year to you. I have some hopeful predictions that I think are going to happen, and one that's going to happen for sure. Number one, Kevin McCarthy is going to be the new majority speaker of the house and in so doing so he's going to bring impeachment charges against joe biden for violating his oath of office allowing thousands of illegal aliens across the border that are infected with the covid19 virus number two he's going to strip all committee assignments from the squad and number three the one that's absolutely going to happen tom brady's going to win the next super bowl ah crap you had to bring Tom Brady into it. I'm still <laughs> He's my quarterback. He's my quarterback. I'm still all hurt about the tuck rule. So I mean, I go back a little ways on Tom Brady to his first year playing ball, but 
Yeah. Okay. You a big Kevin McCarthy fan? Uh, well, not really, but he has a bit more spine than quite a few of the other ones. So, and he's in line to become Speaker of the House. Yeah. They're going to win both the House and the Senate back and definitely bring impeachment charges against Sleepy Joe. Well, there is there is the possibility that that could happen. And I know that uh, McCarthy would be the guy to do that for sure. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, Donald Trump running for president again? Uh, you think that'll come about? No, he's not going to run for president. Uh, Santos from Florida is going to run for president. All right. Alan, I like it. I think you're in line with a lot of people's thinking as well. Appreciate the call today. Have a great day and be safe. All right. Thank you very much, and Happy New Year to you as well. Talking about DeSantis there, but uh, let's see. Uh, Ron in Meridian wrote in to say, gentlemen, another wonderful snowy day in the in the Treasure Valley. Being old school, I am old after all. Shoveling snow is one of those activities where you can actually see your progress. Being from Idaho Falls, where snow falls every day of the year, it seems like it anyway, it was my job to get up early and shovel the driveway and sidewalks before breakfast and heading off to school, walking uphill into the 35-mile-per-hour breeze past the tar pits, LOL. I still have that work ethic today. I was out yesterday afternoon for the second coming of the snowfall, and my snowflake neighbor was out brushing off his car. He looked at me like I was a native, a look of disbelief for shoveling my driveway. His wife came out, her tennis shoes disappearing into the four inches of partially cloudy around the car as he gunned the engine to get out of the driveway and hit the slick streets going sideways and then slip sliding away. I quietly smiled and waved. My driveway is clean and his a mess as it won't melt for a while. Welcome to winter in Idaho. As always, go Broncos and let's hope Green Bay continues winning and gets the bye for the playoffs. Green Bay. Well, we got a Green Bay fan. I'm much more in line with that than another Tom got, Brady and Buccaneers we, uh, Super Bowl. We got a Green Bay fan in our traffic department yes, as well. Yes, we Ron, sure do. Ron. I'm not sure that he's the one that sent that, but, uh, you know, I yeah. think that he is definitely smart enough to shovel his driveway. His name was Ron, too, but it's a different one. Right, I different believe. Ron altogether, right. huh? Yeah. Okay. Good, good. <laughs> uh, we're taking predictions from you today. If you want to jump in on it, 208 336 3700 or 1 800. 529-KBOI. Uh, we'll give you a couple of more predictions when we come back from news, and uh, we'll be in the last half hour of the program, so jump in now if you want to. KBOI News Time is 926. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk on KBOI. 9.33 on KBOI. Good morning. Rick Worthington in for Mike Casper for one more half hour before he comes back on uh, Monday. Chris Walton here with me as well. By the way, just reiterating our top story right now, which is the storm is on its way. A winter weather advisory in place for the Treasure Valley until 11 o'clock tonight. We could see four more inches of snow on the ground today. Much more in the higher elevations. Uh, I know the bogus has been cashing in on a great base now and even more so um yeah it we've got snow coming so if you're you know planning on driving somewhere today i hope you get there real quick because snow's coming mike wrote in and says 
Biggest Story nominees. National, January 6th, Trump-sponsored, he says, insurrection with deaths in and at the U.S. Capitol. Idaho, the Lori and Chad Daybell murder case. There's one that's you know still getting a lot of attention. You know, the Daybell case is a good candidate. It's a story that's lived for a couple of years now. Because it's so weird. Right. And uh, so, yeah, it continues to uh, move on, but... I really think it was much bigger in 2020 than 2021 because they've been in jail the whole year. I mean, they haven't done anything. Yeah, true. He goes on to say, Boise, the floundering Idaho House of Representatives, embarrasses itself several times along with Lieutenant Governor McGeehan, or McGeehan, excuse me, uh, and then Boise local first city council elections by district takes place. And he says, have a happier new year. Thank you for well, the happy new yeah. year. Yeah, and uh, those were his, uh, not his predictions for the coming year, but he, what he thought was the biggest uh, story of 2021. I think that the insurrection at the Capitol is going to stick to the former president the rest of his life. I don't think, I mean, everything right now points to Donald Trump being a candidate for president. But I think more than that, he's going to be the kingmaker for the Republican Party. And I think probably one of our callers who predicted the Florida governor yeah, being Ron the De- next big candidate for president. And, and I've heard other people say that, too, that Ron DeSantis is uh, their choice. And partially because he's not quite as old as the uh, the two candidates from the last election. Yeah, and Some people may agree uh, disagree with me about President Trump. Uh, I think the the overall idea that he may have had a hand in whatever happened at the Capitol on the 6th, whether he had a hand in it or not, I can't say. But I think it'll stick to him forever. It's never going away. Anytime somebody talks about the former president, that. Eh, I, I just think it's too big an obstacle for him to be the candidate. I think he wants to be the candidate, but I think that's too much to get by. And therefore, it's got to be somebody else. But Trump will be the guy that is the kingmaker. He's going to have the biggest say in whoever the next candidate is. That's my view of it. Bryce has written in and says, in my opinion... An insurrection is not a bunch of idiots storming into the Capitol with flags and signs. An insurrection is where people try to take over something by force, and you don't do that with flags and signs. Uh, Let me correct you there. You don't do that successfully with flags and signs. Correct. Yeah, that's one way to go about it. Although there's somebody that told me one time that the British Empire for years uh, kept taking over various countries with the clever use of flags. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they would they would simply go in and plant their flag and say this is our country now, and uh, then they when people would object they'd say well where's your flag? <laughs> I don't know if that's the case or not, but oh Nathaniel has something to say about it. What did you want to say, Nathaniel? I I think in responding to that comment, it would also be remiss not to say like there was an officer who died. Like they didn't just walk up there with flags and signs. They literally like beat a man to death. So it's not as if there's 
There was a lot that happened at the Capitol, and I'm not yeah. willing to dismiss either. So don't worry, Nathaniel. You're not alone. I don't think anyone was beaten to death, were they? We we don't get an opportunity to bring Nathaniel into the conversation very often. So there, there you some, go. There's there your was, big indulgence for yeah. 2021, Nathaniel. There you were, spent it all today, buddy. There were people who died of various reasons. Yeah. Uh, Boise Rabble Rouser says, while no one was looking, the death count in the U.S. is heading towards 823,000 today, or 15.1% of reported worldwide deaths. Uh, please remember that when you get it's no worse than the flu calls, according to the CDC from 2010 to 2020, the agency estimates that the flu has caused 12,000 to 52,000 deaths in the U.S. annually. And that's that's a big dis, uh, dis, or, uh, that's that there's there's too big of a difference in the two numbers there twelve thousand to fifty two thousand you should be able to pinpoint it better than that I think, but uh, he goes on globally the World Health Organization uh, estimates that the flu kills two hundred ninety thousand to six hundred fifty thousand people per year. Don't stop using those masks or getting tested. That's Boise Apple Rouser. Well, thank you very much for the call on that, or the email on that as it may be. I'll tell you, we've, we've forgotten about one very big story. August 15th, the Taliban took Kabul. That's a huge, huge story. The Taliban was... Did they take it, or was it just kind of left there for them? Well, that's kind of how it went. They just kind of walked in and picked everything up that we left behind for them. It didn't fold out very good for the Biden administration. It did not fall out well and 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 continues to be ugly as heck. Their explanation was, regardless of what you think, no matter how it went down, it was going to go down poorly. Well, since the Taliban have taken over, though, of course, women have been forced to wear the uh, hijab. Did I say that correctly? Hijab? Yeah, Yeah, close enough. Denied education alongside men. And women have also been told to stay away from work. There are which, other restrictions as well, but which certainly has been bad for women in particular. Yeah, which was not a surprise because that's everything the Taliban did before. Those darn feminists. After the uh, <laughs> Russian, uh, or the Soviet at the time, war with uh, Afghanistan. You want to jump in on our conversation today? I've got a line for you, 208-336-3700. But I would say that arguably... As big a deal as the January 6th insurrection is to us, the rest of the world looks at Kabul falling to the Taliban as a pretty significant story for 2021. Nathaniel, you have something to say again? Uh, Just because we just got a call on this, I should correct myself. Nobody was beaten to death. My point was just that there was a lot of violence at the Capitol as well. That's fair enough, and you're correct in, in that. I didn't want to correct you, but... You're right about that. Yes, I'll correct. I'll correct myself. Here. Go on, Chris. What do you have to say? Uh, Mike says uh, in the week ending December 25th, the advance figure for seasonally adjusted initial claims was 198,000, a decrease of 8,000 from the previous week's revised level. The previous week's level was revised up by 1,000 from 205,000 to 206,000. The four-week moving average was uh, 199,250. A decrease of 7,250 from the previous week's revised average. This is the lowest level for this average since October 25, 1969, when it was 199,250. 
The previous week's average was revised up by 250 from 206,250 to 206,500. This is a positive report, isn't it? It is a lot and, of numbers. When, I'll tell yeah, you that what, much. There's a lot of numbers there. And what he's talking about was the unemployment insurance weekly claims report. Right. And if you didn't follow all the numbers, it's okay. This is radio. We don't usually do a lot of numbers like that for just that reason. But claims are down. That is usually a good sign. I think the overall bad in it, if there is bad to be taken from it, it's that the standard wages are still below average in Idaho as opposed to you know being at the level or better. It's nice that people have a job. I'm never going to say that's different. It would be nice if those jobs paid a little bit more so that the standard in Idaho came up a little bit, so that people were doing a little bit better than they are now. Because as you know, just having a job isn't great when you have to work another job to mm-hmm. make a living. There's a, right? a, a report out today from uh, Bloomberg. It says, remember tech campuses where the free food was bountiful and gourmet, where offices were furnished with nap pods and ping pong tables? Well, neither can anybody else. It's been two years since the COVID-19 pandemic sent everyone home, and for many workers, 2022 will begin and end in the same way, on the couch. Most big tech companies pushed back their return to office dates multiple times this year, most recently in response to the Omicron variant. Earlier this month, Alphabet Incorporated's Google told employees it would wait until the new year to assess when it will require them to return to campus. Later in the month, Apple Incorporated also postponed its deadline for employees to return to the office to a date yet to be determined. And Lyft Incorporated said its employees won't have to come back to the office for all of 2022. All the canceled return-to-office targets have the cumulative effect of making each new deadline seem less credible. After all, the major tech companies seem to be doing just fine with remote work. Many newly hired staffers have never seen the inside of their company's offices. If the virus does recede next year, it will still be difficult to tell employees who have logged on from home for years that it suddenly no longer works. The next step for employers and workers will be a re-imaging of our new remote reality. Some employees, in denial about the permanence of their work-from-home setup, will finally buy a real desk and an ergonomic chair. Personally, I am suffering the consequences of my failure to properly outfit my home office. My appointment with a carpal tunnel specialist is next week. (laughs) That's a good email. Appreciate that. You know, I I think that is one of the big reasons people continue to stream to Idaho and get away from big cities and, well, California most notably. But Mm -hmm. I think therein lies one of the things that people are looking for a better life in a less busy community. And while we are certainly getting busier in the Treasure Valley and surrounding areas, we're all growing, which is why the cost of houses is just completely nuts folks don't have to go to the office anymore they can work from home and if i had the choice of living in northern california or southern california and having to deal with that commute and that traffic sure the coast is nice the mountains are beautiful climate's pretty decent i wouldn't want to live in california either 
I saw two Boise rankings yesterday by various uh, various organizations. Uh, Boise was ranked as uh, the hottest uh, house uh, selling the, or house buying anyway uh, market in the entire nation. The the hottest uh, housing account, you know. Got it. Yeah, housing. real the housing real estate market, I guess. Hottest real estate market. Yeah, the Is hottest real estate market. Out? Yeah, exactly. The hottest <laughs> real estate market in the uh, entire nation, and also by another agency, it was ranked as the worst place in the entire nation right now to be a home buyer. Because well, buy it. they said that uh, you know people are getting into. Uh, bidding wars for for houses and so it just it uh, makes the price go up sure well free market that's capitalism for you Mm -hmm. i think it's sad that folks that are already in the treasure valley who want to upgrade their home have such a difficult time doing so that's because folks from out of state just looking to find their first place in idaho Sure, be nice if folks that have lived here for a long time had first option. Yeah. It's not that way, but just saying, well, heck, just well, one of those things. We don't even need first option. Just uh, it would be nice to have your uh, property taxes stay where they are, regardless of how big well, the place is. I gets. mean, so many folks out there that want to buy a home, want to be a first time home buyer, can't do it. Because the market has priced them out so crazy now. My son would love to buy his first home. Yeah. There's no way he's going to do that until well, he has a great is, job and his in, you know significant a, other has yeah. a great job. This is, a mar- this is a market right now where essentially anything under about $450,000 is being called a starter home. Yeah. Which for this area, I mean, to me at least, as long as I've been here, kind of it just feels ridiculous. Yeah. All right, we'll take our last break. If you want to jump in, the number to call two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred one eight hundred five two nine KBOI pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. One other significant thing happened yesterday that I want to talk about before we get out of the program today. So stand by, we'll do that when we come back. KBOI news time is nine forty eight. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 9.51. We'll recognize a little Star Wars cantina when I hear it. (laughs) Chris, one of the big things that happened yesterday was the new Star Wars series premiered yesterday. Book of Boba Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Are you a Star Wars fan, Chris? I'm not as big a Star Wars fan as you are. Well, that's but, not uncommon. But, but I, I, you know, I do watch all of them. I don't go to conventions. I'm not that nerd. But there's a lot of nerd that goes on in the Worthington household to where when Boba Fett premieres, we're going to sit down and watch over dinner. <laughs> you know? You did and that with the Mandalorian. There right? may have been, you know, let's replay the final episode of Mandalorian before we watch, you know, yeah, series never of Boba Fett. Never yeah. bad to have a reminder. No, so we did all that last night, and uh, I didn't think it was bad. I don't want to give anything away, so I'm not going to talk too much about it. But I didn't think it was bad. 
Now, some of the reviews are kind of iffy that it just if there wasn't enough there for them. But they were expecting, you know, more like Mandalorian or that there would be some kind of connection there. And that hasn't happened I, so far. I, I think the best review I saw was on Twitter where somebody wrote, seriously, there's part of the story we haven't heard yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a little something there. Mm-hmm. So I like the fact that they're telling a little bit of a backstory about Boba Fett. But this is Star Wars. And again, it's serious nerd stuff. If you want to talk to me about it, I would love to hear from you. <laughs> Meanwhile, let's check in with Mike and Boise before we get out of here today. Mike, you're it. Thanks for calling us. Good morning. Thanks. Hey, just this is my public service announcement. <clears throat> Don't drink and drive. Uh, tomorrow night is the big party night. Uh, the week before Christmas, over 30 people were arrested for DUI in Ada and Canyon County. And uh, I just want everybody to just to think. If they don't think about themselves, think about their kids. If they get killed because of them being stupid, their kids will not have a father or mother to be around to help them through the years. And I just want to make sure everybody knows, just think about it. All right. Mike, thank you very much. I think probably, we can all get with that information. Yeah, probably uh, probably good advice. I will I can tell you this. Local police and ISP are all teaming up from here until through New Year's Day to take drunk drivers off the road. You would be wise. Get yourself an Uber or a Lyft or a designated driver to get wherever it is you're mm-hmm. going. We used to have a guy who worked here, and at the time he was only 21 years old. But he uh, always told me that when he went downtown, like on a Friday or Saturday night, he always planned to take a cab home and had enough money with him to uh, afford the cab ride home uh, simply because he could afford that a lot more than he could ever afford a DUI. Well, it's you know certain logic behind that, so... Yep, Mike, appreciate the call. Good advice on that. All right, last minute of the show, I'll just give you some housekeeping. Number one, Mike Casper will be back on Monday. You're welcome. Number two, (laughs) there is a winter weather advisory in effect right now through 11 o'clock tonight. We're expecting a lot more snow here in the Treasure Valley. Surrounding areas, upper elevations, you're going to get a lot more than the two to four inches that we expect here in Boise today. If you're traveling on I-84 right now and you're headed westbound towards Ontario, get past Caldwell, you get to Ontario. If you're driving a big rig, they're stopping you right there. You can't go any further than Ontario. If you're driving anything else, you can get to Legrand and then you got to stop. But you can't get through on I-84. It's closed both directions right now. So, yeah, travel is going to be hard for you guys today. Uh, be careful. Carry chains if you're going anywhere else that's not closed right now because there's a chance you may yeah. have to chain up today. If you're driving to Portland today, it's probably good if you're already in, say, Lake Oswego. Right. And it's not any easier if you're going to be flying today because of all the delays and cancellations. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for letting me fill in. Nice to hang out with you, Chris. You we'll too. see you again on Monday. Happy New Year.